Test, test, test. Check, check, check. I'm testing to see if we're live. Are we live here? Chat, can you hear me, chat? Chat, can you hear me, chat? Make sure you guys can hear me. We are live here. And cool. I just want to make sure you guys can hear me. We're about to get started with the show in a second here. Give me a moment. We are coming live. We are about to go live in a second. I'm just doing a few final things on this setup. And once I get the hang of this more and more, this will be a piece of cake, chat. So just bear bear with me until, until then. Okay? So let me see here. Boom, boom, boom. How y'all doing? We got a good show coming. We got interesting things we're going to talk about. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to hear what I'm going to talk about today. Um, it's going to be a doozy. So what we're going to do, hold on one second here. As we're doing that, I'm going to, topics we're going to be covering. Last week, we talked about some interesting stuff. If you missed it, you can always tune in. And check that out. So give me a second here. And it will go. Boom. All right, guys, we're about to get into the show. Amazing. Make sure you guys tell your peoples, peoples, peoples about the show. And uh, we're going to go from there. Here we go. to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. It's another Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say thankful and thank you. Thankful for you guys that you're here. And thank you for showing up every Tuesday. Y'all are amazing. What's up, chat? How y'all doing? Amazing stuff we're going to get covered today. So let's get right into it. Um, am I sounding okay? Am I looking okay? Am I... Are you guys seeing my camera shot? All that good stuff. Let me know in the chat. Amazing. So last week's topic, we talk about that uh, it is your responsibility to society to master your craft. We got into that. We talked about that. And uh, we basically just broke down how uh, we are, we don't own ourselves, right? Our duty so to speak, is um, we are not of our own. So that means that we have a duty to be of service to society. And um, when we overcome ourselves and look at ourselves and watch ourselves and, and develop into what we need to be, then we can be of love and be all the things that we need to be for the world, right? So the world can change for the better. 
So we talked about that last week. I talked about some books that I've that I've read uh, over time from the time that I left um, Bond um, and to now and how those like extremely helped me, but also how being at Bond was an, a major education for me in a lot of different ways. And I'm grateful for um, the experiences that I had at Bond when I worked here and just a lot of good stuff we got into. So if you missed that last week, you can go back and watch it. Uh, not right now. Wait till after, but it was episode 30, okay? So you can do that. Today's topic, as you can see by that thumbnail, I believe that the biggest downfall in society is your feelings. And I know we kind of briefly talked about this in a couple episodes back, but I have some more examples that I want to bring to you guys to really just put in perspective how feelings work in opposition with God. And I really want to like make that so apparent. So we start rejecting feelings and we start being aware of these feelings and we start reprogramming our minds to where uh, we no longer believe the things that society has set up for us to believe about feelings and what they mean and how important they are to life. Like, I really want to, like, shine a light on that, okay? So uh, we're going to get into that today. And it's also September 12th, and yesterday was September 11th. So I also want to tie into some September 11th stuff and um, make the connection to the topic today. So we are going to get into that stuff. But before we do that, do me a favor. You know what you got to do. Hit that like button. Smack it. Lay the smack down the like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your peoples, 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 peoples to do something. Sorry, I got distracted. Tell your, tell, tell your peoples, 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 peoples about the show so we can get the subscribers up and the message out. Okay? Make sure you do it. You still have time to do it. Send the link. Okay? So we can um, get the message out. That's the goal. Also, it is a talk show, so you can call in at 888-775-3773. And we can talk about the topics, past topics, um, random questions, uh, comments, whatever you want to do, you can call in. We can fight. We can argue. We can fellowship. Whatever you want to do, I'm all here for it. All in the name of Jesus. So you can call in, 888-775-3773. No, Three seven seven three. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to. I'm still not into my normal flow with this new system that we have here, with uh, me running everything, the board, the the clips, the picks. There's a new system that we we have that I'm still not used to. So I'm trying to like think about that and also give you guys a good show. So. I may, like, stumble a little bit here and there or lose track of my thought because I'm just trying to, like, get everything together and have, like, a smooth running show. So I'm in the, in the, rough, in the rough beginnings, so bear with me. And thank you all again for tuning in, chat. You all are amazing and all that good stuff. So let's get into it. Um, very interesting uh, week. So I think it was yesterday. No, it was this week. I was watching um, this movie called Elvis. So 
I don't know if you guys seen the new movie that's out. It's not that new, but it came out this year. And it's called Elvis. And obviously it's about um, Elvis. And it's like a two and a half hour movie. So I didn't watch it in one sitting. Like I watched it throughout the week. Because so much stuff going on. Um, so I didn't, I can't, sometimes I can't watch the whole, a whole movie. But I watched it throughout the week. And it was so interesting. It really like made the show today. I finished it last night. Was it last night? I think so. I finished it last night. And I was like, I got to talk about this today. Because it really shined a light on the deception of feelings. Okay? The deception of feelings. And I thought it was so interesting. So just to um, lay the groundwork really quick. Elvis. Some of you guys know Elvis and know a lot about Elvis. Some of you guys are like me that only knew the name, knows the name. And you also know like clips that you may have seen or like little stories here and there about what he's done and who he was. But I never really like knew his music like that besides like a few of the hits like uh, Falling in Love and Hound Dog and a few others that we used to play. I used to play for Jesse on the um, on the the radio show. And, um, yeah, you just, I just knew like the very basic things, very surface level about Elvis. But when I watched the movie, it was so interesting to me because I learned so much more about who he was because I know he's this big, well-known person, but I didn't know the impact that he actually had as far as like, celebrity status. I didn't know how big it was until watching this movie and doing a little bit of research. So, um, as I was watching the movie, I was just watching about how he came to stardom and, like, his whole approach to what he was doing. And it brought some interesting things. So I have some things here that I want to share. Let me just make sure I got these, these things ready. Hold on one second. So, hold on. Uh, I think that's good. Okay, so. Yeah. So, um, Elvis was, and still is to this day, the biggest, let me show you here, the best-selling solo artist of all time still to this day is Elvis with 1 billion sales worldwide in the United States. He's the best selling solo artist ever, ever still to this day. Um, and he died in 1977. So since 1977, we have not had anybody bigger than Elvis Presley. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting to me. I had no idea about this. <laughs> I didn't know he was that big. I didn't know he was that big of a deal. Like, I just know Michael Jackson being that big of a deal, right? But I didn't know before him was Elvis, who was even a bigger deal. That's what shocked me. I was like, he was that big? But he was. So, um, 
what I realized was that what he was known for. Okay, for one, Elvis was a white man. So he's, um, I think he's from uh, Mississippi, I believe. And the only reason why I believe I know that he's from there, well, I know that he grew up in Mississippi at some point. But my, I have a friend named Isaac. He's a, he's a friend of um, the organization. And Isaac lives in Mississippi, and I went out there one time um, and he showed me where the house, literally the house where Elvis grew up. There's like a whole, it's like a, what do you call it? It's like a monument for the city and it's all blocked off, but it shows like a little small house where Elvis grew up. And, um, so I seen that and I knew Elvis was, was there. He grew up there in Mississippi, but he grew up at that time around a lot of black people. So he was this white kid, but he grew up around black people and, you know, the, the Baptist church and, you know, they do a lot of singing and, um, in the church and a gospel choir and all that stuff. But he was also from Mississippi to where like in the, in the streets of Mississippi, they have like jazz bands. They have like different type of styles of music and dancing, um, that they had in the South at that time that was very popular. So he grew up around that, but, he was so well known for being a good singer. He could sing, but also his dance skills, right? He was a dancer, right? Or he knew how to move, right? And he picked these things up from being where he, where he grew up. And I think part of the reason why he was so big was because he was a white boy with soul. He, he can really dance. So like he could really kind of dance. And not only that, he, um, he really can um, sing. So he was an entertainer. And I'm going to show you like a clip here of him dancing a little bit. It's just a B-roll. And uh, what this basically is, and I could still, I'll do it while I'm talking. Hold on. This is him dancing here. You see him like moving the hips. Boom. You know? And like he was always like really into the hips. And the lady used to love it. Look at him. They used to love the hips. And he was actually, like, good, though. Like, he's actually, the rhythm is there. Like, he got he got the rhythm. And it's not phony. Like, I want to dance because I need to entertain. It's like, no, he, he, he feels what he's supposed to feel. And he connects to the music to where it genuinely moves him. Right? And not a lot of, not a lot of even dancers today, professional dancers, get it like that. Right? He may not have like a hundred moves to show you, but he feels it the way it needs to be felt. He connects it with it properly, right? And um, what he was known for was he ignited like the the way because he used a lot of hips. <laughs> he used a lot of yeah. In the chat, somebody said Elvis to pelvis. He was known as Elvis to pelvis because he used a lot of hip work, and they used to drive the ladies insane. The lady used to go crazy. And I think at that time, that wasn't, like, widespread to be dancing that way. Like, doing a lot of hip thrust, showing a lot of hips, and doing stuff like that. Like, it was very sensual and sexualized, um, the way he would sing and dance. And the ladies would go insane. Right? And not only that, he also 
like his whole act, everything was about because his main fans, his main demographic were women, right? Because they loved him. He had style, he had swagger, he could sing, he can dance, but he also moved in that way that like fulfilled the women's desires. So women were his main demographic. So he catered to the women, right? He catered to the women. And he would even go as far as to, I have another clip here. He would even go as far as to um, kiss the females. Look, this is him right here on stage. Get, kiss him on the lips. <laughs> He's kissing females on the lips. Random fans. And they would love it. They would go crazy. And he would do this often. And they showed us a lot in the movie as well. He would literally go up to the random fans, or they would go up to him, obviously, and he would kiss them on the lips. And they would go crazy. They would love it. And he was, they, they loved that. So he really appealed to their uh, sensual desires. <laughs> and that, as we know, can be very problematic, right? That can turn very problematic. I think there's a time for that kind of stuff. I think that in some cases it's okay to do it a little bit as an entertainer and stuff like that. But if it's not checked, it can become problematic. And according to the movie, okay, because in the movie his manager is like the narrator, right? They make the manager as like the narrator. And the manager, according to the movie... The manager says Elvis and his manager called his connection with his fans love. They called it love, right? It didn't call it lust. It didn't call it sexual uh, gratification. It didn't call it ego. They called it love, right? And I think for one, that's a big. That's that's one of the biggest tricks. Instead of calling it what it is, we change the name, right? And now it's love. So they called it love. So bear with me. I'm about to, it's about to make more sense. But Elvis was so big at the time that they even um, decided to, that this is so insane. These women are so out of control that there's no way that we're going to allow this to happen. Because the ladies were so out of control. His influence over them was so insane like and we we've seen clips nowadays of like certain artists where women like throw they're they're running up on stage they're screaming they're passing out but it was so insane at that time that the city was like this can't we can't do this the women are out of control so they were going to jail him they were going to cancel him even then they're like listen you're out of control these women are out of control all they want is you they don't even want us they want you this is out of control we can't do this and it was probably a more moral time back then, right? Like uh, decency in society was probably more relevant. So, you know, these women, you know, flashing their, their bodies and, you know, all this stuff and kissing, all this stuff was probably inappropriate back then. So they were like, we got to do something with him. He got to cancel his shows. But not only that, we're going to throw this man in jail. So they gave him two options. They said, we're either going to throw you in jail or you're going to go to the military. So Elvis decides that he's going to go to the military. I'll show you here. This is Elvis in the military. 
<laughs> As you can tell, he's like, man, what the... I am not trying to be up in the military. Like, I got stuff I got to do. I'm trying to sing. And they really had him over here in the military. And um, for him, he was like, you know, I'll do what I have to do. Um, but when I get out of here, I can no longer do music. And this is all according to the movie, right? I can no longer do music, so I'm going to be a movie star. So he gets out of the military, and he's like, I'm going to be a movie star. And he be, starts to become a movie star. He's doing the movies and stuff like that. And, and the movies are too essential, too, right? He's doing the movies, and he's doing his thing. But he realized, like, man, I love to sing. I want to sing. So he goes back to singing, but he tries a more wholesome approach. Christmas music. You know, like more family-oriented music because he loves to sing, which I understand. You know what I mean? So he tried to, like, water it down so he can be more appropriate to society. Now, that's a good thing. We want to be appropriate to society, right? But in his case, he's not coming from the perspective of understanding why he really needs to. He just knows it's either that or he can't make music. So he, he's faking it. So it's good to be genuine. It's good to be wholesome to society. But I think it's important that we're genuine if we're wholesome to society. You know what I mean? Because a lot of Christians today will be wholesome to society, um, but faking it. Right? We got the facade. We got the, you know, all these things that like we wear a mask and we try to pretend, but we're really unhappy inside. You know what I mean? So it comes off as fake and disingenuous. So Elvis was doing that, but it wasn't real. So um, he wasn't enjoying it. He hated it. So then at that point, he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. And he decided to go back to doing his thing. <laughs> Right? So he goes back to doing his thing. He's Elvis. He's the biggest thing out. Everything is good, right? And then it starts to catch up. He gets off stage. He's very lonely. He has no friends. Well, he has people around him, right? But he's depressed because the only time he can feel anything, any type of life, any type of excitement, is when he's on stage with with connecting with his audience, right? That's the only time he feels alive because he doesn't truly have peace, love, real love. All he have is feedback, the ego, right? The women going crazy, the women loving him, the money coming in, the this, the this, or that, right? But in his eyes, he's telling himself, and he knows the truth, but he's telling himself it's love, right? Now, mind you, Elvis is probably one of the greatest um, artists to have lived, right? In a sense of like a lot of his music and his style, which I didn't even know till recently, has been influenced by many of the artists and people that we watch and listen to today, right? A lot of Michael Jackson style, who I grew up on, um, came from 
Elvis too. And I didn't even realize till I'm watching Elvis dance. I was like, wow, I could see the resemblance. And um, so there's greatness in that that should be valued and appreciated. So I don't want to seem like I'm just disparaging him at all in general, but I'm just shining a light on what happened throughout his career and why it took a toll on him. But nonetheless, great talent, very talented. But there's more to life than just talent and being great at things, right? So he was depressed. He was lonely. And he also had a personal doctor who would give him pills, right? A doctor, doctor, a professional would give him pills and like shots into his body to give him energy to go on stage to perform. Because when he's not on stage, he's unhappy. He got divorced, you know. He, was, he wasn't able to be around for, you know, his child because he's addicted to this life, this love, right? And long story long, but I'm going to end it here, or at least wind it down, is that his health declined. If all of it caught up with him, he didn't make his, any changes. His family was, was trying to get him to stop or to leave or to get help, or to calm down, but he wouldn't. He kept going, right? And it's hard. It's hard to go from that lifestyle to nothing. The ego can't handle it because it's so uh, conditioned to satisfaction and praise and all that stuff, so when you don't get it, you feel like you're dying. That's why people are depressed and they can't breathe and they have anxiety and fear, all that stuff because they feel like nothing. Right. So his health declined and he died at 42, 42 years old. 42. James is 42. Imagine James just died. I rebuke those words in the name of Jesus, though. James is not going to die. But imagine, that's young. That's very young, 42. My grandpa lived to 98. That's half a life. You still got a whole nother half a life to live, and he's 42. Rich, got all the money, got everything, but no peace. So he died of a heart attack. His body couldn't handle it. The spirit couldn't handle it. And he died. This killed him. How does this relate to feelings? Is the reason why it relates to feelings is because, and then I'm going to get to some calls. I'm going to get to some calls. The reason why it relates to feelings is because he continued to just go with the things that the ego desired, the things that the ego, the things that fed his ego, the things that gave him life momentarily. And he continued to do that. And he had this commitment to the fans and this really deep connection to wanting to make sure that um, um, he gives the fans what they want and he's a good entertainer and all these things. 
but he viewed it the wrong way as love, right? So he killed himself, not literally killed himself, not suicide, but he basically exhausted himself try in the name of love. You know what I mean? And that's what feelings does. That's what feelings is. It's a false imitation of true of real love, of genuine love. And that's Satan's biggest game. That's the enemy's biggest game is to imitate love. Imitate peace. And he does that to us by giving us feelings, right? Because those feelings are convincing. They'll tell us that life is great. They'll tell us that he or she makes me happy, right? And we feel good. And then when we feel bad, life sucks. Life is depressing. Life is this. When life has never, it's been the same. Our reaction to it is what the things that changes, right? So he's believing this thing is love. And meanwhile, his personal life is a mess. All the, a lot of these celebrities, most of these celebrities are dealing with this. And it, and, and it kills them. It kills all of us. We're slowly dying. The more we believe our feelings, we slowly die inside. But thank God for um, Jesus dying on the cross to where at any given moment we can turn away. Meaning like we can not feel guilty. We cannot judge ourselves. We cannot believe those thoughts that give those feelings. Right? We don't have to believe it. And we can understand that it's not even real. It's all deception. It's all lies. So we have a, a free ticket back to the spirit within, right? But we believe into all these things and we think that these people are special. We think that these people are, and we praise them like, um, like they are gods. We idolize these people who hate their lives. Destructive. Fear, doubt, depression, worse than you. You know what I mean? They're not happy. That's why we got to be work on ourselves. We overcome within so then we can recognize this stuff and know not to fall into the trap. But feelings is the biggest deception. It'll make you lie. It'll make you call sex love. It'll make you call happiness joy. You know what I mean? It'll make you do all these things that lead you further and further away from peace. That's why we got to watch ourselves. That's why we got to watch our thoughts. You know what I mean? Because this is a mess. And that's what it leads to. Death. So we just got to be more aware about that. And Elvis had everything that we all want. I'll speak for myself. He had everything that we think that we want. The cars, the women, any woman at any moment, the money, do whatever you want. Private island, trips whenever you want, private jet, 
buy whatever you want. Those things that we feel at times that we wish we can do, he had all of it. And those things are not bad. But when, we, when we're missing the most important thing, peace, love, we can't even enjoy it. We can't even appreciate it. So we don't got to be poor and not have nothing. But we need to focus on what is important first, which is within, being right within so we can handle those things and enjoy them properly. You know what I'm saying? Am I making sense or not? Nah? Because feelings is a mess. But let me let me take a call. Um, let me go to William out of California. William, welcome to the show. You're on the air. What's up, young man? What's going on, William? How you doing? You doing okay? All is well. Thank you. It's your show, brother. It's your show, and you're doing great. Thank you, man. I want to let you know. I appreciate it. Thank you. What a subject. What a subject. This is actually the man that was man of the, what was that, uh, man of the day twice in one month? Elvis Presley, the pelvis? Elvis, the pelvis. That's right. And somebody in the chat mentioned his favorite sandwich. You know what that is? What was that? Banana, peanut, butter, bacon. What? I never heard yeah. of that. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it, but that was his favorite. Um, you're right. Elvis had everything. And there's another movie about Elvis. Um, it's called Elvis and Nixon. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Interesting. Yeah, he I went up to, to the White to House. And Elvis, for some reason, wanted to be an FBI agent. And uh, he went up to the White House to talk to Richard Nixon about that. And uh, that's what that movie is. You can pull it up. It's probably on Netflix. It's called Elvis and Nixon. Good to know. So. Yeah, good movie. Um, Elvis Presley was in no way jealous of anybody, uh, right. copying anybody's style. Right. right. Elvis was one of a kind. For sure. Elvis was one hell of an entertainer that, by the way, he actually really did care about his fans. I could, From the movie, I can tell that he really desired that relationship, whether it be lustful whether it be love whether it be whatever he really exactly. intentionally meant to do right by them he really yeah. yeah he he everything with elvis it was from the heart and to not recognize and i didn't know that those sales were so out of control like that i always thought frank sinatra had that record but you know him or michael but he, um he's their past i know i was i was this shocked is, this is crazy the numbers those numbers you just quoted were incredible yeah. Um, Elvis, you know, and then you got Willie Mays and a couple of other people, Lee Marvin. You know, a lot of these entertainers were in the military during their careers. Yeah, because back then it was a different time. Like, you, you, you almost had, I think you actually had to serve a certain amount of time back then. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, try to avoid it or whatever the case is. But, yeah, That's a lot correct. of people had to had to do that. Well, I mean, look at our uh, national treasure, the greatest. He didn't even go. Who who is it? Muhammad Ali. He yeah. refused to go. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people got away with that. Yeah, as yeah. a matter of fact, Elvis's 
uh, manager. Sorry, guys. There should be a picture on here. Elvis's yep. manager. Um, yeah, he he found a way to get underneath it and didn't go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot Elvis of people. Was stationed at Fort Hood. He was stationed at Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. Oh, uh, okay. So, and then I think he went over to Germany too. And I think he his you know the girlfriend he eventually married. Um, they were chaperoned around. Um, but you're right. Elvis had everything that you would want, but, um, feelings can get in the way of a lot of, of, of growing. I can say that. Yeah. I might feel like I shouldn't get this traffic ticket, but I'm still going to get it. Right. You just, you just can't feel your way out of anything. A lot of times, uh, look at him right there. Look at those belts. Right. <laughs> he had this collection of clothes, man. I mean, it's, it's, all this stuff is tailored. Yeah, he you knew. you really notice how much style he had, uh, go to the 50, the late 50s when he was first coming on the scene. Elvis is one of the first guys to have those pork chop sideburns. Yeah. You know what I, I you know what I noticed too? I noticed that he also um you made an interesting point about how he never really copied people. He was he was an individual. I noticed anybody. that yeah, he was his style was definitely unique and he also Very. was doing type movements, type of movements that um weren't pop that that if you're or doing them dancing yeah, at all. Exactly. Like they were very yeah. individual individualized to him to where he made it work. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and he was known for those kind of things, for sure. I, I, you know, um, being a bachelor mostly all my life, man, um, I know I know a few things that uh, women like. And one thing, there's a couple of things. They like a tall guy. Yeah. But they definitely like, I mean, like you. When I see you dancing, you kind of remind me of myself back in the day. You're going to your your DNA, your build is exactly like mine. You can come into my closet if you didn't have anything to wear and visit me, and you would say, "William, I need a suit." It would nice. fall on you like tailor made. Nice. You're good. You have the kind of build that's gonna you're gonna keep that for a long time. I'm just letting you know. Nice. Right but on. Women love tall men that have confidence. Yeah. That for, sure. for some reason I found out through women. They, I put women love a man that can get on the dance floor. Oh, for sure. For sure. They just can't resist it. So here's the deal. Elvis had that. And it wasn't copied. It was original. And you look at it, you look at the shirts outside the suit, you see that look? Yeah. People copy that today. And people copy that today, yeah. And you know, and just to um end it off here, because I, I do have to move forward, but I appreciate you yeah. calling. But just to end it off is that, um, yeah, uh, Elvis also, people like, in general, people are attracted to confidence. And Elvis had a, a certain confidence Correct. about him from the videos that I've seen. And, yes, he did. And to where that um, he knew that he was himself, but he also knew that um, what he was doing. He knew he was in tune with what mm -hmm. um, he had to offer. And he was confident about yeah. it, and he would do some crazy stuff on stage, but it would also be kind of cool because he was confident about it. So, yeah, yeah. that was – he yeah, definitely I'd, knew I'd what he was doing. I'd have to say he was, a, he was like the rebirth of cool. Dean Martin was the ultimate cool, but 
this guy was the rebirth of the cool for the younger generation. And I, I can I can tell you, my mother told me when she was a little girl, she said, oh, my God, we were in love. And we're black. Here's the deal. Yeah. And we all loved Elvis Presley. Yeah. If you say that's not true, you don't yeah. know what you're talking about. That was a sad day when he died. Hey, I'm well, going to move that along, man. And um, I appreciate that. Show. Thank you're you, man. You're doing good, man. Just relax, and it's your show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thanks for bringing some okay. good, a little history lesson on Elvis, a little bit more that I, myself, yeah. and other people may not have known. So thank yeah. you, William. Call I me again. I think you'll enjoy, uh, I think you will enjoy, he had a love for guns, and I think you will enjoy Elvis and Nixon. He gave Nixon a gun that was to die for, bullets and everything. But just right. go ahead and check that movie out, Elvis and Nixon. Will do, man. Thank you, William. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Interesting. That he brought up some interesting um Elvis things I didn't even know about. But um yeah, I I I also want to make it known though too is that there's people and I'm gonna get to another call. I'm gonna get to another call right now, but people are people can make great things, right? They don't necessarily have to be moral or whatever, right? They can make great things and great music. We see it all the time in society. And that's still something that should be valued and appreciated and inspired by, right? We don't always have to agree with everything and everything that's said and content, but it doesn't change the fact that the skill set and the talent and the work ethic should be admired. And I learned from a lot of different people, even um, in today's time that uh, I don't agree with at all and I don't even understand half the things that they they be saying but talent the talented the way they can reach people the way they have a certain influence the way they know how to connect with their what they're doing is in such a genuine way that even if you don't like them you like their music and that's a uh, a skill set that should be admired. So I admire that. And Elvis definitely had that. When I watch him dance, like I said, he may not have like a, a big vocabulary of dance moves, but he knew how to move and you felt it when he moved. It was genuine. It was real. And like I said, a lot of dancers today, um, there's some dancers today that don't even have that type of inner connection to rhythm and all that stuff. And he had it. You know what I mean? So um, there's also a reason why he was as big as he was because he also had a lot of star power. But on the other end, you know, when you add um, sensual influence, sexual influence, ego, you know, all those things, it does take it to the next level. But let me get to another call. Um, Hector out of Los Angeles is a first-time caller. Uh, Hector, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Great afternoon, Joe. How's it uh, going? No, I just wanted to give you um, oh, congratulations on the show as well. Uh, Thank you, I, man. I'm glad you're back. I got to see you. I got to see you um, when you were stubbing in for Jesse, and and something you said uh, that relates to today yeah. was the whole emotion aspect. And um, for a long time, I was I would uh, beat myself up over like, man, I got to be like Jesse. I got to be like that. And you said something that they said. Just because they're your mentors doesn't mean you can't do things differently. And that thing, like, it, I don't know, it just clicked the switch. 
Right on, I wanna, man. I want to thank you for it. I want to thank you for it because for the longest, I was like, man, I can't be like Jesse. Man, Jesse's like this. I would, I would uh, have Jesse on a pedal stool. Yeah, man. And then when you, and when you said like, don't Jesse thump, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I Jesse thump a lot. Right on, so, man. Right on. So, and and then something else that you said that day that that's been working wonders for me was uh, try to take take the emotion out of every out of, out of things that you do on your day to day, and watch the results that you get. And honestly. Like going in without expectations, just doing things like I have to get to work. I have to get to work and do the work. I just do it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like without like, oh, I got to get this done for to feel better. None, none of that. Just do it. And and um, the results are just like they far exceed any expectation that I would have had. Yes, sir. Because I'm not because I'm not going in. There. I just want to thank you for that. And, and, you know, great show. Right on. Love man. to hear you. And, and thank you for everything, man. Right on, man. And I, I, it sounds like you, you're paying attention to yourself and you're keeping your eyes on yourself. And that's the best part, man. It leads to all things. And, I'm, uh, and you know, Jesse has shown me that in the past, and he really broke that down to me. And it's very true, and I do it to this day. I watch myself, and it's changed everything for me. So right on, Hector. I appreciate that. And keep doing what you're doing, man. Call me again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Bye-bye. man. Bye. Yeah, that's cool. It's so true. Watch yourself. That's the answer to all things. You want to understand what's going on in the world? Understand what's going on in yourself first. You know, everything, the answer to everything is within yourself. Why would that person do that? Well, think why you did it. Why did you do it? I do that. That literally give you every answer you're looking for. Because we all do the same things in a different way. But uh, last thing... Before I end, because I want to end on time, because American Anchor Baby is coming in after me for the American Anchor Baby show, and I don't want to get in his time, get in his way. So, but really quick, before I end, 9-11 was yesterday, right? Right. And um, I don't know how many years it's been. Over 20 years. And um, every year they do a remembrance thing. And I brought this up because it also connects to feelings. And I think that, in my opinion, and hopefully this doesn't get me canceled or striked, but I don't know why we keep trying to remember this stuff every year. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Every year that we try to remember what happened. And, I mean, I know that why people want to do it, because they think that it's honoring the fallen people. But I guarantee, I guarantee that not all, I'm not speaking for everybody, and I didn't have anybody that was in that situation, and I wasn't in that situation. So I'm not trying to misspeak or misstep. But I bet you that the actual people who went through it don't want to be reminded about it every year. Why? It happened. Like, we don't need to glorify every year to know that we appreciate the first responders, uh, the family, the the members of uh, people's families who, who passed, the people who died. Like, we don't need to glorify them every year to honor them. We just wish them well in our hearts. 
I actually think that it it kind of works backwards by rehashing everything. Imagine being the victim of that, and then every year they show the clip of you running down the street with your arm chopped off or you covered in smoke, and that's you that's running, and they show the clip every year. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to relive that kind of stuff. So I think that it's a mistake that they they try, we try to remember this kind of these things. I don't think that's good. It's unfortunate what happened, and you know, you know, everybody wishes everybody who've been through that well, because nobody would want to be through that, go through that type of thing, and we know what that's like. We can relate, right? And, um, yeah, I don't think people want to be reminded. So when it comes to not just that, 9-11, but all these things, I think we just got to really be aware of, like, okay, what are we doing? At what point, what are we doing? You know what I mean? You can honor people. You can still do it. But I don't think we got to put it on the main stage and remember it every year. That's just my opinion. Maybe that's offensive. And I'm not trying to be offensive, right? But I just don't believe that's doing any good. And it might do a little a little more harm, in my opinion, to people who actually went through it than good. Because they want to forget Nobody wants to remember that kind of stuff. People want to forget. People want to move on. You know? So that's what I think about that. So, And the reason why people do it is because of feelings. That's why, that's why we do it every year. That's why every year everybody gets on the main stage and they try to play the clips, roll the, set, the sad music, because everybody's emotional. And everybody wants to feel emotional again so we can feel for the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
and all that good stuff. But I appreciate you guys for listening anyway and sharing the videos and subscribing and liking and commenting. You guys are doing all that, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, follow me across the board on all platforms, Joel Friday TV and The Gifted of Dance. Um, more stuff is coming. It's, it's continuing to come, and we're working on some things. So make sure you stay tuned in and locked in. Um, I got to go. Until next time, Nick is coming in. Y'all are amazing. Oh, let me make sure I do this right. Good. So I will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Have a good week. I don't do this for the